Hello, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Rebecca F., as in Frank, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Connecticut. Today is Tuesday, September 22nd, 2020, and this is our 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we are in Chapter 1, Bill's Story, on page 7. We will be reading and commenting on the second paragraph, which begins with, It relieved me and ends with self-knowledge. Today's readers are Lindsay W., Alice G., Craig F., and Nancy P. The share ID numbers for yesterday, Monday, September 21st, 2020, are 15,401 for the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. That's 15401. And 15,402 for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. That's 15402. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Lindsay W. to read the OA 12 steps. Good morning. This is Lindsay W., a recovered compulsive overeater in Houston, Texas. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continue to take personal inventory 
and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks, Rebecca, and I pass. Thank you, Lindsay W. I will now ask Alice G. to read the OA 12 Traditions. Good morning, Alice G. Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Wisconsin. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for the opportunity to serve. Thank you, Alice G. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive only. Our abstinence requirement for moderates is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book and we are in chapter one, Bill's story on page seven. We will be reading and commenting on the second paragraph, which begins with, it relieved me and ends with, Self-knowledge. I will now ask Craig F. 
to go ahead and read that for us. Good morning. This is Craig F., recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It relieved me somewhat to learn that in alcoholics, the will is amazingly weakened when it comes to combating liquor, though it often remains strong in other respects. My incredible behavior in the face uh, of a desperate desire to stop was explained. Understanding myself now, I fared forth in high hope. For three or four months, the goose hung high. I went to town regularly and even made a little money. Surely this was the answer, self-knowledge. Um, this is a pretty packed par- paragraph if you really get into it. Um, the uh, uh, idea that uh, he's gotten here is that uh, that self-knowledge was going to be the answer um, is uh, uh, is kind of a, a dangerous idea, I think. You know, we always talk about the, there aren't any chapters in the big book called Figure It Out or uh, or why it works. It's, uh, the, it's, it's how it works and into action. And uh, so for us, we, we've learned with experience that, uh, that what we have to do is uh, uh, get into action. That we have to do is, is, uh, is understand that there is a formula for how this works and we have to get behind that formula and do what's required. What what he's done here is um, uh, he's gotten a little bit of self knowledge, which is which is dangerous because it, it's not uh, enough. It was enough to to make a little start, but it's not enough to keep us uh, abstinent or sober. And uh, one of the problems, one of the reasons that I think is for me that uh, he's he's looking he's looked for and found uh, uh an excuse uh it wasn't me it, it's this you know uh it, it's this compulsion that i have and i have no responsibility what the program teaches us is that we may not have a, a responsibility over the allergy we may not have a responsibility over uh that huge desire but there are things in life that we have a responsibility over and what keeps me from taking responsibility for those things I am responsible for usually is this ego protection that that I have that I don't want to look bad so I want to say this isn't my fault uh, this is a this is a, a disease and, and that's good as far as it goes but um, it doesn't say, but I, there are things, you know, there are harms I've done. There, there are things I have done and not done that I should have done that I need to take responsibility for because carrying the guilt and uh, carrying the, the, the fears that are attached to that um, will keep me uh, in the disease. And uh, so I, what, I, what I've learned I have to do is uh, I have to have that uh, my ego in the right place. Uh, it has to be right sized. It has to. I have to say to myself that uh, that uh, for this I'm responsible, and for this I need to take responsibility. And that's that is the essence of the steps. But um, 
you know, I'm not, uh, what I'm not responsible for, um, is not my, 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 uh, not my territory. Uh, you know, I can't be God and I can't, I can't, uh, uh, I, I can't go along taking, taking responsibility for those things I didn't do. But, um, this answer being self-knowledge, uh, we're going to see that crop up several times through this book. Over in, uh, over in, um, there is a solution. Uh, we're going to see uh, uh, Roland Hazard say that he thought that he uh, had come to understand the well springs and inner workings of his mind so well he never had to drink again. Uh, after having worked with Dr. Young for a year, and uh, yet he he uh, made it from Austria to Paris, France, and was uh, drunk on champagne <clears throat> on the way home uh, from that year. Um, so self-knowledge, <clears throat> excuse me, self-knowledge didn't do it for him. Just knowing how it works um, won't stop the compulsion. Um, but the only thing that will is that uh, that relationship with God, that spiritual way of life that uh, we come to learn and practice in, in these steps. And since I'm choking with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Craig F., for getting us started. Now, although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your sharing to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So if you'd like to share on the second paragraph on page seven that began with, it relieved me in the big book, please press star one to unmute and state your first name and last initial and I'll try to hear them. Harlan G. I heard Harlan G. And then wait, before Reba, who was there? Karen K. Was it Carolyn K? Okay, I think I heard Carolyn K, Reva P, and then Barbara E. Christina J. Okay, try again. Was it Christina from Boston? Anita J. Christina J. Was it, did I hear an Anita? Or am I wrong? Oh, did you hear Katie G? Okay. You did. Anita I, I heard. I did hear Anita. Oh, good. <laughs> I started getting mixed up. No, you're right. Okay. Okay. But there were, were some names I didn't catch. So let me tell you who I did. Harlan G, Carolyn K, Reva P, Barbara E, Jennifer, I didn't get your last initial, Katie G, Anita J. Christina um, J. Christina J. Okay, if you said your name and I didn't get it, please give it to me now. Otherwise, wait till the next round. Wow. Okay. We got our list then. Harlan G., go right ahead. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you very much to Team Tuesday also for this magnificent meeting. I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater and I'm in Scottsdale, Arizona. This paragraph should be entitled, Lies I Tell Myself. And the lie that I told myself is that now that I have some knowledge that celery is probably a better snack choice 
than a Chips Ahoy cookie, now I'm going to be fine. And of course, I can hear some of you laughing because that's not true. But self-knowledge is going to avail him nothing. He's going to go into the hospital in April of 33. He's going to come out in late April of 1933. And for four or five months, he's going to stay out of the drink. He is a smart man. He is a capable man. No more smart, no more capable than all of us or many of us anyway, but the bottom line is, is that no matter what you are, be you a teacher, be you a scientist, be you a housewife, be you whatever you are, you've accomplished great things. We, but there's one thing we cannot do. We cannot control the amount we eat once we begin because of the allergy, and we cannot keep from eating now that we want to because of the twist of the mind. And when it says here, my incredible behavior in the face of a desperate desire to stop was explained, many of us have woken up with tears in our eyes, desperate to stop eating. And yet we could not. We found ourselves eating against our will. And when you try to explain that to people who do not have this disease, they look at you like you have three heads. We didn't want to be doing what we were doing, but we saw no other way. Understanding myself, now I fared forth in high hope, which means now that he has this knowledge, he's moving through with all the high hope you can muster for three or four months, the goose hung high. Goose is a sign of prosperity. And for four months of that year, everything was coming up okay. He went to town regularly, even made a little money. Everything's going well, but it was not. We're going to find that out tomorrow. He is going to drink again. And in April of 1934, one year after he has been released from his first hospitalization, he is going to be hospitalized for the second time. And what we're going to find out tomorrow is now Silkworth is going to be absolutely sure that Bill is in this alcoholic category, and he is going to tell Lois some information that he has given to many, many wives that there's nothing that can be done for Bill because he is an alcoholic. And see, at that time, there was nowhere, there was no AA. And with that, I'm going to pass. Thank you so much for your service. Thank you so much for your Carolyn G. from Arizona. I believe the next person is actually Karen Kay. Is that correct? Hi, I'm Karen Kay from a very cold Syracuse, New York. Uh, I'm a recovering compulsive eater and my credits don't transfer. Um, I love all these paragraphs. I love the, the whole big book in general. What I'm seeing for myself is that this is the beginning of the dance of denial. I call it dancing with my disease. And I remember when I first came in, just before I came into OA for the second time, um, oh, I had every health book, uh, you know, um, the Daniel Fast, which is a spiritual path that I take during Lent, um, was a very healthy way of, of offering myself up. But right here, this whole thing is, you know, there was a place where he um, found some success. And I can relate to that when um, 
you know, I had lost some weight. I had done okay. I did my artwork, and I got accepted into the Everson here in Syracuse. Here, I, 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 it's all about I, and I am so grateful that I am teachable today and that I have surrendered myself to a God of my understanding, and this is an honor and a privilege to watch Bill grow. And I'm grateful that my other AA sobriety day is in April, and I think it's so cool. I'll make this about me just for a moment. Um, I'm kind of pleased with that, and I'm just so grateful to be sober with my food. I'm grateful that um, to be teachable, to do the steps again with fresh eyes, because I know there's something I'm missing. And it's good to know that to do that the answers are in the steps and to walk along with Bill's story. And with that, I'll pass. And a happy first day of autumn. We're feeling it here in Syracuse. Thank you, Karen Kay from New York. Reva P. Good morning. This is Reva P. Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Toronto. Explanations and understanding and head knowledge. Um, this is a great reminder for me of what doesn't work. And I'll never forget my first meeting when the steps were read and they were posted on the wall. And I really thought, I understand all those 12 items. I can't believe people are sitting here for years and they haven't gotten it yet. What's wrong with them? They're obviously not very bright. And I can laugh about that now. Um, but what I know now that I didn't know then is that this is not about head knowledge. And I love what I've heard in these rooms, that information is not the same thing as a transformation. And the thing that strikes me the most in this paragraph is self-knowledge. I get to know. I get to know by working the steps and putting the food down, but the heart knowledge and knowing what it's like to be in the presence or having that access to power is so different than head intellectual knowledge. This is not about studying the big book and understanding it in my head. It's about doing it and getting it down into my, I don't even know if it's my heart, my soul, um, and the other thing that really struck me is the word relief, that he got some relief. And you know, relief is like a bit of consolation. I can get relief with maybe, you know, on, off, on, off, keeping the food down. I can get relief with skimming through steps and like a little bit of relief. But what I need is freedom. And freedom is about being free from like the prison, the bondage, um, even when the food is down, um, the freedom to not be hanging on, which I often do, to resentments, not be stuck in the mud and quicksand of fear, um, to be free, body, mind, soul. That's what this program is about. It's a total transformation, mind, body, spirit. Um, so what a great reminder that I can get caught up with. I know. I know, and like I've said before, sometimes, well, a lot of times, the best place for me is I don't know, but then I come to know, I can't even put into words, I come to know um, at a whole different level, um, and that is 
what heals me. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Reva P. from Toronto. Barbara E. Thank you so much. Well, waiting is one of the worst things to ask of me as a compulsive overeater. If I didn't get results immediately, I'd get discouraged. In the days when I fought one compulsion with another, I jumped on the scale compulsively, and I could suffer any discomfort for varying lengths of time as long as I didn't have to suffer a plateau or weight gain. To diet and lose no weight was intolerable. Clearly, when something is intolerable, it is abandoned. And so I went from one diet to another and inevitably failed to find recovery. Thank God I'm no longer here merely to lose weight, but to learn how to live happily and accepting my body as it is, sagging skin, wrinkles, weakened body and all. I come into OA with 100 pounds plus overweight and 100 pounds plus of hate. Hate for myself and my ability to stop stuffing my face with the things that were killing me and worshiping in the scale in my bathroom to compare, criticize, control, and play the victim and to howl to the God I no yet believed in. It's not fair. If you were there, you'd help me. I'm dying. Doctors had threatened to wire my jaw shut. I ate from the garbage and off the floor. I ate till I was sick, but I continued to eat. Now in OA, I learned about a three-legged stool, but my ego said, no, you can do it alone. You don't need a transformation. You don't need an inventory. You have the self-knowledge. You can do it alone. Okay, maybe I have a disease. But with this knowledge, now I know enough. I was wrong. Just like Bill, my health declined. I was down for the count. I would die. I would never be cured of this disease that was killing me. I needed to learn. I needed to understand that the steps were there to provide everything and I am not a spiritual being on a human path, but just a human being on a spiritual path. So yes, I will fail, but I'm not down for the count. And if you're new or getting back, you're not down for the count. God doesn't make junk, and we're not junk. So if you think you can do it, or if you think you can't, you're probably right. Thank you so much for this wonderful program of recovery. It indeed has saved my life. I pass. Thanks, Barbara E. Uh, Jennifer is next, but before Jennifer goes, I just want people who got on the line late to know that we read the second paragraph on page seven in the big book, beginning with, it relieved me. Jennifer, and the first initial of your last name? Uh, H. I'm Jennifer H. from Virginia. Good morning. Um, Good morning. morning. Thank you. 
So self-knowledge um, got me to regaining, I don't know, weight I had lost in, in such a rapid fashion because I knew what I shouldn't be doing, but I was doing it anyway. There was really nothing I could do to stop it. Um, I was inspired, I guess, to go to the convention last November, and I was on a cane and limping and getting ready for my second hip replacement, um, where, I don't know, a year and a half before that, I had been 60 pounds, 50 to 60 pounds lighter. Um, Self-knowledge is something that brought me back to OA, because even though I knew I couldn't eat it, I couldn't stop. Um, And I knew that the only place I was going to find the ability to put it down was in program and working the steps. And, um, you know, this twofold nature, this disease, I was just reading this on another part of the book this morning, but we have an allergy, the body obsession, the mind. So I can't, the only thing I can do about the allergy is to do what you guys have told me and put down those ingredients. Um, because my body reached the point where it could no longer observe that stuff. And it doesn't matter why, it doesn't really matter how. It's just the fact is that once I eat, you know, it sets it up in my system that I want more and more and more. And there's a line in this back here on 355. It says that one drink is too much and 100 drinks are not enough. So it doesn't really matter what I know that that's where I stop. Um, I'm just really grateful that after that, after the self-knowledge, you know, there is this whole program to work on to deal with the mental twist. Um, And where I can say today, you know, I, I can ride a bike, I can get out and enjoy the beautiful fall weather, and I'm 50 pounds less than I was um, back at that convention, and um, and my whole state of mind is, is changed because of this program and of working the steps and getting out of myself because this knowledge of self is just not enough. Um, again, thank you very much, and I'll pass. Thanks, Jennifer H. We have Katie G. next. And then we'll have Anita J and Christina J. And then we'll take more names. Katie G. Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning, my fellows. This is Katie G, Recovered Compulsive Eater in Boston. You know, I just feel like I I came out of the womb raging and, and full of will and drive and push. And the darkness for me of step one is that no amount of understanding myself no amount of therapy, although it's got a place, um, was going to fix me, that um, I, I couldn't think myself out of my disease. And, you know, the, the worst part was coming in and reading the big book and being like, all right, guys, I got this. You know, because, I mean, I don't mean to insult the big book, but intellectually, these are not very hard pages. They're not, we're not dealing with, um, you know, advanced Latin language. It's all very simple, beautiful literature. And the problem for someone like me and and maybe for people like you is that I think I can outsmart um, all of this. And and then I become the I know guy, right? And and the I know guy is the one person that is preventing me from God, right? And um, as I um, came in and, and, and fought and I fought sponsors and thought I can do this, this is the way I got, I need to do this. Finally, you know, the disease beat me into a state of reasonableness that all I said to that sponsor when I first called her was help me 
tell me what to do, right? I didn't have an agenda. I didn't have an idea of how long I should be in the steps. I didn't tell her, you know, how often I should call her. I just said, help me, tell me what to do. And assignment after assignment after assignment, she gave them to me, right? And then what is, what is it that we're looking for? Not self-knowledge. I need an experience. That's what these steps are about, and I can't think myself into an experience. And thank God, today as a recovered woman, you know, I know that my mind isn't going to give me the solution. I need to experience the solution, and, and the only way to do that is to, on a daily, regular basis, uncover, discover, and discard me and my ego. I love that someone was talking about the ego. My ego as a recovered woman, sorry folks, it continues to, to emerge. It's like a toilet. You flush me down on a 10 step and guess what it rises up again so i must be diligent i must pay attention to my thinking right get out of my thinking get out of my mind because the solution is out of my mind god is out of my mind it's not it's not there and i'm just so grateful that understanding that i'm insane when it comes to anorexia bulimia and compulsive eating but frankly, folks, I'm insane when it comes to managing my life. I can't do that. But if I can, you know, hold on get and, and get abstinent and get through the steps and continue to go to God, I can be out of my mind and have a solution that works. It is such a privilege to have a seat this morning in Overeaters Anonymous with all of you and to say I'm recovered today based on how, how I work this program. So I'm going to continue God willing with all of you one day at a time. Thanks, Katie G. Anita J. Thank you, thank you. Um, this is Anita J. Uh, recovered out west of Boston. I know myself so well. That was my mantra. I met I, every morning. I know myself so well. And where does it say that? You know. Um, I think about when I was learning the Yiddish words. I I don't I don't know now. Is bupkis is that is was that a Yiddish word? I know bupkis. Whatever that means, it sounds good about myself. And where does it say self knowledge? Avails us nothing. And I used to I know what that means. I used to say, my mother-in-law, God rest her soul. Um, Never let reality interfere with her with her thinking. And I laugh at that. And I realize, oh my God, my husband married his mother. That was me. I manifest different, but that was me. And um, it's such a relief to give it up. Self knowledge, my my God. There's some one other thing I want to say was that. There's someone on our meeting whose mother used to try to get me to admit about the insanity. Our thinking is insane. And all I remember over and over saying to her, I'm emotionally immature. That's it. And uh, that got me bupkis. <laughs> oh, admitting, admitting the truth is such a relief and it opens the door. And I want to keep that door open every day. With that, I pass. Thanks, Anita J. from Boston. Christina J. Good morning. Thank you for your service. Christina J. from the state of Washington. 
announcing that I'm recovered. <laughs> yeah, I'm recovered because I'm new to rely on food. I got the physical allergy and recovery, and I keep it that way with the spiritual reprieve each day, staying close to the bigger self. This paragraph talks about self. This is the little self that knows everything, figures out things. I I worked to figure out things for years because I just couldn't figure out why I had these horrific cravings that drove me to refrigerators, garbage cans, stores, sitting in parking lots, Um, you know, just on and on. I've got a story that everybody else has, um, more or less. And uh, the the will is amazingly weakened when it comes to combating food, Uh, my uh, alcoholic substances. (laughs) Absolutely. This tells me, I mean, I've learned I have no will when it comes to those foods. I don't have any. I'm powerless, completely powerless. I can't stop from picking up. I can't, can't stop it. No matter what, no matter how much I fight, diet after diet brought me self, little self-knowledge, optifast, starving routines, going on spiritual retreats. I came home with vats of self-knowledge. And on the way home from those spiritual retreats, I would stop at the grocery stores getting every sugar-free thing I could, causing me horrific digestive issues on the way home, and I was back in. But it was sugar-free by God, and I knew so much about my my drama in my past and my bad marriage and my career, which were driving me to the food, I figured. And my my self-knowledge was that if I could just get those things cleaned up, if I could lose weight, my husband would love me and touch me. If I could lose weight, I could be a Hollywood star. You know, that was my self-knowledge, that my weight and the food was a problem. Um, And so I'm Bill here is just... You know, I can feel that he probably has this incredible hope. I fared forth and high hope so many times I fared forth in such high hope. And then it was the crash, you know. And then it must have been that dopamine or that serotonin that was off. And I started going to doctors and I made trips out of town, flying out to talk to doctors about tryptophan and what what I could do to get my brain chemistry in order. It must be that because my mother was a compulsive overeater. I got alcoholism in my family. It must be a brain chemistry thing, by God. Um, so God bless him. He really thinks that he's found something here. And so many times I thought I found something, but today I realize that I have to bring in the big self every day. The big self is my partner in crime, you know, (laughs) my partner in peace, my partner in faith. And if I don't do it, that little irritable, restless and discontent sneaks in. The food is neutral, but I'm suddenly off the rails slightly. And that is a huge warning to call out to God, to call out to fellows, to work this program like my ass is on fire. Thank you for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Christina J. Okay. we uh, The first roster all shared, and now I'm going to remind you that if you haven't shared in the past uh, three days, two days, uh, we share every third day at the most. Um, so that Charles H. Nancy P. Larry. <laughs> Wait no one second. Sister. I'm still reading the script here. Charles H. I heard Nancy P. There was someone before Nancy P. No, there wasn't. Uh, Larry. P. P. Oh, Larry. Uh, no, Sister. Okay. Matthew J. Up. <laughs> I'm getting you guys all mixed up. Okay, and. Howie um, Okay, and we we don't have time for more than five, I don't think. So let me tell you who I heard. Charles H., and I know I didn't get this in in the fair order. Uh, Charles H., Pete B., Nancy P., Larry K., and was it Nelsa or Nessa? Nosa, J. Oh, Nosa, N-O-S-A? 
Yes, ma'am. No, so Jay. Okay. I think that's all we're going to have time for. Charles H., go right ahead. So I didn't, I, I didn't know. I didn't know that self-knowledge would avail me nothing. I, you know, I, you know, I, I hear uh, the fear about COVID-19, but I didn't know. I judged y'all that you would know about racism in, 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 in my life or other people's life. I didn't know, right? So I had to set aside what I thought I knew for a new experience. I just didn't know, and I judged y'all. So I want to make an amends for that. Um, and I want to make an amends for, because I wanted to go to Toronto and just pull up on somebody for making me feel some type of way, but I didn't know that I had those feelings deep down inside me, right? I didn't know. So I'm like calling this person and ready to take a trip to Canada to pull up on them and let them know how I feel because they didn't know. I didn't know that self-knowledge availed me nothing. I didn't know I had these feelings deep down inside. You should know, right? But you don't know because you're not me. And my superpower is that nobody else is me, and that's fine. But I am a compulsive overeater. So learning and listening and, and get ridden, getting, getting toxicity out of my mind, whether it's listening to a meme, whether it's listening every other day, that's what I had to do. So I'm going to let you know that I don't know. You know, and, and, and when I think I got it, like, I don't know what you need to do because I'm not you, and that's your superpower. And the same thing with Bill. He didn't know. You know, the, some of the literature says that he was in the Charlestown's hospital three times. Some of it says four. Maybe they didn't know. But we know that he got in there and at one time. He got it that one time. When he got it, he gave it to other people, and he gave of himself. So that I do know. With that, I pass. Thanks, Charles H. Pete B. Thank you, moderator. My name is P.B. I'm compulsive over you to recover today by God's grace and mercy in Pennsylvania. And all of my credits transferred. <clears throat> you know, uh, the one credit I did but had, I've never had, was entire abstinence. That's the one That's the one I never had. So it, it just didn't never had it, right? You know, it's interesting. You know, we, we, I, I, got, I, I started off with so much confidence in myself, right? I, I, like, I, if there was a problem, I was going to solve it. Right, but I didn't realize that I was always the problem. I, 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 was the, I was the source of the solution in my mind, and I was the cause of the issue in the reality. And, and you know, so if I, I just, if I just figured out, even, even starting out on recovery, I just figured if I only knew what page it was on in the big book, right? If I could only sound smart in a meeting, like I know where everything is and I know what everything needs. That'll, I, that'll solve my problem, right? It sounds like it solved her problem or his problem, right? And this book repeatedly tells us, repeatedly tells us on a regular basis that we have no mental defense against this condition. We had, there's no human power that can relieve it, right? The action that we take is not action to relieve the condition, it's action to clear away the wreckage that's blocking us from the power that is required to solve our problem. If we indeed have this condition as it's described in this book, it emphasizes time and time again that no human power, no mental defense, no 
practical program is going to relieve it. The only hope we have is to form and develop a relationship with a God of our understanding, our understanding, not anyone else's understanding, my understanding. Right? I'm so grateful that this experience tells me that the delusion that I am like other people or ever will be or ever will has got to be smashed. And I need to go to the source, my source, the peace of mind and serenity that I actually desire. You know, I don't want to get caught up in the, I don't want to get caught up in anything. I walk a free man today, free of the obsession to put substances in my body that cause a phenomenon of craving that caused me to live a miserable, miserable existence, whether they cause a psychological effect or they're a, they're, they're a neurotoxin or a physical toxin. I don't put that stuff in my body and I can't get the phenomena of craving. And without the phenomena of craving, I'm free to grow and develop this relationship with the power that'll solve my problem. Right? The power that'll solve my problem. Not the step to solve my problem. The power that'll solve my problem. You know, I want to just, I, I want, I, I, I'm just so, so grateful for this 12-step recovery program and the recovered individuals that set me straight on the solution, not the semantics or the, 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 the chatter and the sayings and the, you know, let me just repeat what she said so I sound smart, like I know what I'm doing. I know people that are on the gutter in Kensington that can tell you exactly what page exactly what color underwear the guy had on who wrote it and still can't stop from putting a needle in their arm, right? That's what self-knowledge will do for me and for us if we're not careful. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, D.B. Nancy P. Hey, good morning. Nancy P. Recovered in West Newton, Massachusetts. Um, so self-knowledge is just another thing. And I tried everything that, um, that except what worked. So I tried food plans. I tried, you know, eat this, don't eat that, eat that, don't eat this, weigh and measure, don't weigh and measure, go to more meetings, fewer meetings, different meetings, get a new sponsor is always a good, good favorite of mine, you know, read more literature, read different literature. So self-knowledge was just another tool that I could use in tandem with my self-will to try to, um, knock this thing out of the park. And of course, nothing happened. None of it worked. None of it until um, I did one thing. Everybody say it with me. I surrendered. And, um, you know, today I can say that um, I do have self-knowledge. There's no doubt in my mind that I'm a compulsive overeater and that my life is unmanageable. There's no doubt. I know that. That's, I have knowledge of myself today, and today I embrace it. Because what it is now, all those tools about, you know, however I want to approach my, you know, my, my program infrastructure, however I want to manage my food, or however I want to manage my, my outreach, or any of that stuff, um, I know that I'm a compulsive overeater, and all of it is, is our tools. Instead of, instead of conquering this on my own terms, all of it is... Um, a way to um, surrender more, surrender deeper, surrender, you know, my surrender grows all the time. And, and, it, and I have, it, it allows me to get closer to my higher power. And, um, you know, things in my life that happen, 
that are disappointing are just ways to get closer to my higher power. Everybody has pain. All pain is created equal. I've eaten, binged my brains up because I dinged my manicure, and, I've, I, and yet I didn't eat at all when my poor, precious girl was hacking herself up with a razor blade. And, um, you know, all of it brings me to my higher power, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Nancy P. from Massachusetts. Larry K. Hey, Rebecca. Good morning. Thanks so much for your service. Um, I fared forth in high hope. I I was on vision for you. It's September 2020, and I fared forth in high hope, you know, for three or four months. Now, I got myself a sponsor from vision for you, and for three or four months, I tried to get abstinent. I, I tried to follow these instructions. I came to the meetings regularly. Surely this was the answer, self-knowledge. See, here's something I learned um, through, through painstaking suffering. I can be meticulous and precise and fill in all the particulars and working the steps and still not change. That is a fact. I still can do that and not change. And why is that? Because this is, this is so much more than a transformation of my intellect Um, more knowledge. It's a revolutionary change of my heart until my heart changes. The steps were designed to change your heart. And until my heart is changed, I cannot be brought into alignment with God of my own understanding, right? And I will continue to be swayed by food in 2020 and 21 and 22, coming to vision for you. See, my old heart of hurt needs to be replaced by a redeemed heart, a changed heart of love and healing. And yes, this can happen in a world of turmoil. And if we stay bound to the ways of selfishness in 2020 with lots of self-knowledge, crossing our T's, dotting our I's, working the steps, we're working the steps, then we're going to remain blocked from power. Yet once we access power, we become primed for this revolutionary change. Then power will come in and it it transforms our heart. And that's why people can work the steps and, 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 and just flabbergasted why they haven't experienced the change. They were not primed for change. They were not, they did not believe in a a God big enough that that they could be brought into alignment with. And thus they're still swayed by food and other things. With that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry Kay from Illinois. Nosa J. Uh, this is Nosa J, compulsive overeater. And that's really a hard act to follow. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, so to me, I can have all the self-knowledge I want. Um, that's not going to stop me from eating. And I've proven that, my, I've proven that to myself over and over again. Um, two years ago, I came in, I knew I was a compulsive overeater. Um, I knew that I had to work these steps. Um, but, you know, I have this strong self-will. And I remember I started taking, uh, I started lying about things. And and as soon as I, and, and I wasn't surrendering. I 
I don't believe I was surrendering every single day. I, I refused to do that set aside prayer because I already, I've been sober for six years. So I didn't have, I, I knew the steps, you know, and, um, and, and I'm like, I'm not going to do the set aside prayer. I know them, you know, and this time, uh, and what happened, I, I said the F word and I started eating pizza again and, and ice cream and, and, you know, I, I think I lost a hundred pounds. I gained that back real quick. And that's my self-knowledge. You know, I, I, I know what I need to do, but I don't want to do it. Or I didn't want to do it. Um, so, you know, it got me back to where I felt like I was going to die again, like another bite and I'm going to die. Um, so I, and I even had a sponsor then, you know, and, and, um, I got a sponsor again and, and it was that, that gift of desperation this time. And, you know, today I have to surrender every single day, um, because I do know that I will die, um, because I have this disease and I do know that I am stubborn and, and everything. And I think that I got this sometimes when I absolutely do not. Um, and so I have to remember that I'm not the one that's keeping me abstinent. It's God. And, and you guys help me because with all your stories, I get to hear it, um, that I'm not alone. So I am so, so, um, thankful, you know, that I, I'm taking this one day at a time surrendering, um, and I get to hear you guys and, and walk with you guys. So thank you so much. Um, have a wonderful day and thank you all for your service. Thank you, Nosa J. If someone out there gave their name and I didn't get you in the queue and would like to take the last couple of minutes. I invite you to give your name again. Matthew JF. Go ahead, Matthew. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Matthew JF, recovered in Louisville, Kentucky. And I remember the day that self-knowledge came to me so clearly. I was in a therapist's office maybe, I don't know, 10 years ago, and all of a sudden, this therapist knew me very well. All of a sudden, I realized, and I said, Tony, oh, my God. I think I eat until I'm physically uncomfortable because it just crowds out the emotions that I don't want to feel. And I remember him looking at me with this, like, oh, you poor thing expression and saying, yeah, I think you do. And I just said, this changes everything. And it changed nothing. I had exactly the insight about the nature of my disease and why I do what I do. And nothing changed. Nothing started to change until I stopped trying to change things. Until I stopped investing dozens of hours, hundreds, in research and looking for hacks, and making plans, and tracking things. And I remember there were so many eureka moments. This is the one. This is the diet. This is the formula. This is the exercise plan. And nothing changed. 
nothing changed until I stopped playing the sucker's game that my disease wants me to play, which is it wants me to rely on self-knowledge. It rewards me for relying on self-knowledge. Just enough. Just enough for me to keep playing the game. And it wasn't until I recognized that I am an addict. And I don't hate my disease for that. That's my disease's nature. It's the scorpion on the back of the turtle going across the river. It's not its fault that it stings the turtle and sings to its death. It's just what it does. I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Matthew J.F. Thank you, everyone, for your participation in this meeting and for the opportunity to be of service. The share ID number for this meeting, Tuesday, September 21st, 2020, 7 a.m. Eastern Time. Now, today's the 22nd. Wait a minute. What day is today? Yeah, sorry, I got that wrong. The 22nd uh, is 15,408. That's 15408. <clears throat> Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with the we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. <clears throat> will Nancy P. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only to the end of the page. Sure. Nancy P. again, recovered in Western Massachusetts. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.